Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Justin, of the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I am joined here by co-host Tyler. How you doing, man? Great, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the best show recorded late at night uh, on Wealthy Street. Absolutely. (laughs) The only, as far as I'm aware. And uh, also joined by producer Joe. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing awesome. Good, good. Running with the skeleton crew tonight. Uh, Part-time Josh is still doing part-time things. And um, is is he about to be unemployment line, Josh? We're going to go the whole uh, (laughs) Brian Flores approach here. Yes. Out of nowhere. A surprise firing (laughs) took place. (laughs) Love you, Josh. Yeah, he had some other stuff apparently like job stuff is important too got to take care of he's an adult yeah grown man good for him good for him all right well we're gonna get right into it um with a quick show announcement um should we do that now now nah, we'll save that for another day. All right, moving on. Um, it was quick. Yeah. Now, now I've got my, my interest peak. Like, what's he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, a new surprise. All I right. mean, you already know about uh, this, so okay, not news to you. So uh, first off, we have to start the show with our obligatory Cowboys uh, talk. And there's a guest on the Dan Patrick show on Monday um, that we're going to play a quick soundbite from. Um, that just about summarizes the thoughts of Cowboys Nation. Tyler's hearing this for the first time, I believe, so I want to get the live about reaction. Them Cowboys? I thought this guy was a pundit, but it turns out this is just a random caller into the Dan Patrick show. So, so uh, go ahead and roll, roll it. I can't. I just can't understand it, you know? The amount of talent wasted I know. by Kellen Moore and McCarthy. Those two bums. Not ready for primetime, Danny. They both need to take a seat. And I don't even mind... That last play. I don't mind it. I don't care. Dak wasn't hitting anybody 35, 40 yards out. I don't care how many shots you're going to give him. I like going weird and maybe getting the first down, but you got to get down faster and you got to realize you got 65 year old AARP members, part time <laughs> refereeing. They're never going to get to you in time. There's no reason to not see that coming. McCarthy has got to go back to the basement, Danny. Adios, fat man. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> the penalties, Annie. I know. The penalties. Okay. Like I you were can't the, even see straight. You were the most penalized team in the NFL. And, and you know, the, if Cowboy fans want to blame the officials. A lot of these penalties were just, hey, you're offsides or... Uh, Seven pre-snap penalties. Seven, Danny. Yes. Seven pre-snap penalties. And everywhere that fat man goes, none of his teams are disciplined. Not a one. Go to Green Bay. And by the way, by the way... Sound bite. <laughs> he got one ring with Aaron Rodgers, and we think he's the Messiah. It, 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 and Dak is making way too much money to be playing the way he played. I, I'm beside myself, Danny. But at least y'all lost Pearl. That's got to be good news, huh? <laughs> All right. So that's just, that, that just about sums up the thought, the whole thought process of Cowboys Nation right there. Tyler, what's your, what's your thoughts on the alleged fat man down in, <laughs> oh, man. in Dallas? Couldn't, couldn't have been said better. And, 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 I, you know, this that's what happens every year with the Cowboys. It's always this is the year. It sounds a lot like the Lions fan base for some reason, but I actually have some respect for them. Um, they got high on their own product, and uh, unfortunately when you're consistently beating up on, on the worst division in football, it doesn't take a whole lot. But to his point, he's absolutely correct. Uh, a couple things. Obviously with Mike McCarthy, he has a history of – undisciplined teams and just terrible play calling and uh i i never understood that hiring in the first place this is another guy that's going to be living off the success of aaron Rodgers, covering up all his weaknesses for so long um and and unfortunately dallas i mean again it's a discipline issue and he's 100 percent right and Dak is making way too much money. There's three quarterbacks in the NFL that make $40 million plus a year. It's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is essentially Matt Stafford (laughs) with with the Lions. It's piling up garbage time statistics and look at me. Look how great I am. I threw for 400 yards. Yeah, well, you did it trailing by 20 points in garbage time. So Dak is unfortunately very average (laughs) um he's a he's a more athletic Kirk Cousins and uh when you've got that kind of money tied up to a guy like that unfortunately it's just going to come back and haunt you yeah I I don't understand what value he really brings to the table 
because if this if you've got WizKid over here, uh, Kellen Moore calling the offense, and you've got Dan Quinn on the defensive side, who uh, I would say exceeded expectations Absolutely. this year. Um, and you've got a head coach whose one job is to manage the game, can't manage a damn game. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. And um, in in that caller later on in the show, um, just goes on to say the amount of talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Troy Aikman came out and said, you know, I don't want to talk about what happened in my day because nobody cares. Love, love Troy Aikman the way he said that, by the way, because mm-hmm. too many times guys go on talk shows and just pontificate about the glory days. And I, that gets old after a while. But basically he said as if, if they were playing CD lamb as soft as, um, as soft as they were playing, or if they were playing Michael Irvin as soft as they were playing CD lamb, Mm -hmm. he'd had 10 catches by halftime and they, and they just weren't taking advantage of that. So, um, I, you know, I watched the game. I didn't take the time to go back and watch the film, but my goodness, it, it's, it's an incredibly underwhelming offensive output by the Cowboys. But I'll say this: let's let's give let's also give some props to that San Francisco defense. They mm-hmm. went into a hostile environment, took care of business, and made made the Cowboys look like a JV team. So, <laughs> well, let, let's let's be be honest, and it never has been. Jerry World is not the home field advantage of an Arrowhead. That's very true. Very true. A lot of red in the stands. Yeah. There, you could see. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate too. Um. And and realistically, again with the C.D. Lamb thing, he's he's one hundred percent correct. But Dak did not, for a guy that's had the success that he's had so far in his career, it's just unreal how piss poor he played up until that last drive. In that fourth quarter, in particular, ne- neither team wanted to win. Jimmy G did slightly more, <laughs> right, uh, to win the game, but he turned the ball over, and and unfortunately, the the Cowboys couldn't capitalize on it. Um, but that's that's this is not going to win you games if you play like crap for three and a half quarters and then suddenly you're oh now we now we figured it out. But mm-hmm. look, I, I do want to touch on this and Justin, I know you have your thoughts on it. I'm pissed at that last play and I hate the Cowboys. I know you're a you're a they're your second favorite team, but I, I didn't hate the play call. The play call freaking worked. Yeah, <laughs> it freaking worked. And you know I. Again, you, you've got to take the variables out it out of it with the refs and things like sure. that. But God damn it, like this guy should have been on it, and that's what I hate about the NFL mm-hmm. in particular is that there's too much room for human error. Every other sport has figured it out. For some reason, the NFL can't figure this out, and then you have a situation like this where, again, they could have called a different play, they could have slid earlier, what have you, but this ref absolutely annihilates Dak in the center, yeah, and that runs another two three seconds off the clock where he they fix that or at least he's trailing the play better and they've got time to to clock the ball and run another play there's so there are three three mistakes made by mm-hmm. three players Dak didn't by, the ball to by the three people involved with that whole play and i think if one of the things was done correctly we're not having this conversation Absolutely. today the ref was way too far behind the play that's that's the first mistake um and you could kind of see he's sitting so far back there and then all of a sudden the ball is down and you don't really see him start to move until Dak goes into a slide and then it's like shit 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 shit. (laughs) he starts taking off the second thing is that the um the 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 quarter so you a lot of people were talking about, okay, let's look at like Larry Fitzgerald and Larry Fitzgerald is the best at this. He's not even, he's not involved in the play. Yep. He's running to the ball yep. and running the ball to the middle of the field to find the ref. Yep. Okay. But the thing that people aren't taking into consideration about that is he's a receiver. He, he can, he can pick a side. And once he gets the ball to the ref, he has time to get to the quickest side that he, it doesn't matter where he lines up. It just matters that he's, he's either on the ball or off the ball, depending Mm -hmm. on who ends up where. And I'm sure teams have like a fire drill for situations like that. Okay. We need these, these, this amount of guys on this side, this amount of guys on that side. I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm sure team discipline teams, unlike the Cowboys have that stuff figured out. Dak's the quarterback, so he has to navigate his way through the linemen that are running behind him yep. to get up and get set. 
and he's got to get in a position where he can get under center. Yep. So it's a little bit of an awkward transition because most of the time in these situations, it's not a quarterback that's trying to figure out how to get set. It's a running back or a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I give him, I actually give Dak a little bit of a pass on that because that's not like they said that they practiced it, yep. but like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know how realistic you can simulate that situation yep. in a practice setting. That's why I love the yeah. the beauty of the play. That was the one thing that I did like because with Dak having the ball in his hands, yes, he's got to navigate players, but he's also the guy that's gonna got to be up under center anyway. Exactly. The ball. So yeah. you keep the ball in his hands, and exactly. now you've cut theoretically you've cut down yeah. a significant amount of time that you need to run that play. Yeah. So Dak does one of two things. We're not. We might not be having if he hands the ball. Um, you know, if he hands the ball to the lineman, the lineman has to be looking for the ref. The, th- the three interior linemen yep. have to be looking for the ref and have their head on a swivel. The guards didn't just did not know. And when you're in that kind of formation, you have tight splits, so nobody slips through the line. So they kind of created a wall that yeah. the ref couldn't get around, and he just kind of, you know, runs into Dak Prescott, and it just was an entire cluster. Yep. Um, that could have been avoided if one of those three things was done correctly. Too many variables for sure. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate that a game had to end that way, and it, they probably don't get the Hail Mary, but... I mean, is it a really a Hail... Because the ball yeah, was spotted at, like, the 32, yeah. so it's we saw uh, Josh... Um, the prayer uh, for the Justin, final game. We saw Justin Herbert complete a pass like that yeah. um, a week ago. Mm-hmm. So, not not an, it's not like it was. he's going to be throwing up a prayer. Like, that's a... That's a it's definitely not an easy because you know that the Niners are going to put eight guys in the end zone and just try to bat the ball down. But, um, you know, I it's not unrealistic to think that they could they, they could have scored there. So yeah. um, do you have anything else on this game or did we just beat a dead horse? We beat a dead horse. And I think we're going to we're going to lump these next to you if, if you're OK with this. Go for kind it. Kind of kind of in the. Yeah, because that was one. really the only one that had a lot of controversy because there was a lot of dumpster fires. We, we did have the ba- – we'll, we'll get to the Bengals game. Yeah. The Bengals game was a good game. But um, let's talk these these seven-seed teams. Uh, so we had the Eagles get absolutely trounced. And speaking of donuts, my <laughs> virtuous pick here, uh, the Eagles having a chance in hell to upset the, the Bucks. That was goddamn stupid in hindsight. So dumb. You know, hey. Uh, what was the, what was our other seven seed game? It was the um, uh, the Pats Bills. That's what it was. No, Neither. it was the Chiefs Steelers. Oh yeah, you're right. Which was also a boat race three also weeks ago. Race. Yeah. So these these are the both both the seven seeds, and and there seems to have been a lot of uproar uh, this year. Now we're we're only two years into the seven seeds even existing, and people are trying to make the case of. We should eliminate the seven seed altogether. What are your thoughts on that? I completely disagree. And the the seven what the seven seat creates is it cre- it cre- it's not designed to create a good product for the wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. It's designed to create a sense of urgency towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That's what people are forgetting to remember is that um, there will be a day where a seven seat beats a two seed because mm-hmm. there's going to come a time where. A team loses their quarterback in week one. Um, let's say he has a really bad sprained ankle or something yep. like that, and they go they go two and six the first eight weeks. That quarterback, let's say Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes goes out, sprains an ankle, real bad. He's out for you know f- six to eight weeks. He comes back in seven. Mm-hmm. The team is two and six, two and seven at that point in time, and. They get hot. They go on an absolute run. Now you've got a seven seed Kansas City team that's absolutely loaded. Um, You're damn right they're going to have a shot to beat the number two seed on the road, no matter where they have to go. So there will we will see a day where a two seed will take down or a seven seed will take down a two seed. Um, It it just didn't end up being the case this year, and quite frankly. we we did not see the best on, on in my opinion we didn't see the best that either the NFC or the AFC had to offer in what could have been a seven seed because yep. we could have seen the Chargers be a seven seed yep and we could have seen uh, the Saints be a seven seed um, and by virtue of a tiebreaker the the Forty Niners were a six seed and not a seven seed yep and it, that would have made my case in point right there. The 49ers being a seven seed, there's not there's not a team in the top four on either side that the 49ers can't beat mm-hmm. on any given Sunday. 
So, um, so no, the, the seven C needs to say, and, um, I say if we ever see an expansion team Mm -hmm. come, come to the fray, um, from what I've been, from what I've been hearing is that there'll be two that happen at once. If they do expand, um, it needs to, it needs to go to eight teams on both, both sides. And then we'll have two 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 first round buys on both sides. Yep. I agree, and, and people have such a short memory. Again, we're two years into this, and every wild card game last year was good. Yeah, they were all good games. Yep. It's just unfortunate that it seemed like there weren't a whole lot of competitive games this weekend. Yeah, what we did two for two out of six were competitive. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not a good ratio, it, and I I get the frustration with that, but also viewership is up significantly over the past three years. Whether so, they're good games or bad games. Yeah, God, I mean. Again, this was a good game, but Cowboys Niners averaged forty, like forty-one million viewers, just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So it's a classic rival yeah. that was re-sparked too. That's why I'm so excited for this weekend. Yeah. We'll get to that, but um, yeah, like I said, we we don't have a whole lot to talk about with either of those games. Um, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger got sent. <laughs> he got old yellered. He was taken out behind the barn and <laughs> uh, put out of his misery. <laughs> I still love going back to like the beginning of the season where I'm like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger still plays football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's we, not. He's not modeling jeans now. Is I thought. I thought that's what like retired quarterbacks are. Yeah. for that. No, he's going to be selling Bibles in China now. So <laughs> that's his. That's his career path. Uh, yeah, they they weren't competitive at any point in that game. It was so funny with the four, the, the Chiefs. They actually had to put a message up on the jumbotron that. We're sorry, folks. We ran out of fireworks for touchdowns. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. So, um, you know, and then the Eagles. It, Jalen Hurts didn't look like he belonged. He looked like a G- JV squad quarterback. It was it was painful. Jalen Rieger, holy shit, is he a bad bad receiver? How how bad does Howie Roseman feel <laughs> not taking literally any other receiver from that class? Every receiver in the first and second round, and even into the third round, has panned out to be very good. And, of, except and for in Jaylen the fourth Ritter. with Amon Ross St. Brown. That for was the this Lions. past year. This is this, we're talking two years, two years ago. ago. You're right. Yep. So, it just, just, just Justin Jefferson got drafted after him. If you remember, mm-hmm. there's video of the Vikings front office laughing. literally laughing. Yeah, <laughs> when they were, they were, they were scheming to who they were going to pick, and then as Pathetic. soon as they, they wait, they took who? Oh. <laughs> Jefferson, <laughs> call it <in> now. <laughs> Easiest pick in draft history. That's hilarious. So, um, the other really not competitive game, which was really surprising to me, Bills Patriots. Lot of lot of good notes from that game. A lot of obscure statistics. Um, a perfect game was pitched by the Buffalo Bills offense. Yeah, it was one of Bill Belichick's worst playoff losses, and. Oh, the worst. It's it's not even a question. What what's just so shocking to me is that that team looked so unprepared coming into that game, and mm-hmm. for a, a coaching staff such as the Patriots to come out as flat as they did was just mind boggling. Yeah. And the other thing, this Bills, if this is the Bills that we knew they could be all year, and if mm-hmm. they showed up every year, they would have cleaned everybody's clock. Yeah. But we have no idea if this Bills is going to show up ne- this upcoming week. Yep, I have a feeling they won't. <laughs> so, a couple, couple cute uh, statistics well, it, I, here. It's not even like if they show up. It's like even if they do show up, will it be enough? I mean, you're talking about a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if we we're going to roll into the picks here in a second, but like, yeah. Uh, Josh sent his picks in, and I was like, the Bills, the Bills are still in the playoffs, like, yeah, because like you got the, you're, they're playing the Chiefs, like it's yeah. yep. They they play like that. They're going to smash everybody in the playoffs on the mm-hmm. way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But then we've also got the risk of this team that showed up in Jacksonville and showed up against Pittsburgh. Yeah. You, yeah. you just never know what the Bills. And that's that's been the most frustrating thing. We know what they're capable of and how good they can be. Yeah. Are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you said perfect team. So no team in NFL history has ever gone an entire game without punting, kicking a field goal, or turning the ball over. Buffalo did that against Bill freaking Belichick. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, so just unreal. Um, what was the other one? Uh, the Bills have more TD drives than third down attempts, and Josh Allen has more TDs than incompletions. Just an absolute stellar performance all around. 
Anything you want to add to that? <laughs> I've got four words. End of an era. Mm. I think that I, think so. I think that the bill or the the Patriots are rebuilding. I think they're they're in a good spot to rebuild. Yeah. Um, with a rookie quarterback. It's not like a alliance rebuild though. No. That is that is correct. This it's, is it's like a, very, a legitimate very... like two maybe three year rebuild I would say mm-hmm. as yeah. just like an out, outsider. Yeah, and and we there were there was a time this year where the Patriots looked a lot like they did in 2001. Mm-hmm. And I think they and I think Bill Belichick has a formula for how to re like for, for what the team is going to look like mm-hmm. going forward. But I think we need to re kind of you know retool our expectations of what the Patriots are, um, because we in you know recency bias we remember um, the Randy Moss era mm-hmm. Patriots. We remember the the Julian Edelman era era Patriots, where they're just a dynamic offense mm-hmm. that could that was just a Swiss Army knife. They, they you know they would have guys running around all over the place that you're like who who is this guy and why are they so freaking effective yeah um you know a running back by committee but you've got a couple stud wide receivers um that just make things happen and we need to really reevaluate our expectations of the patriots because they're not that team of the early 2000 or you know the early 2010s to um maybe 2017 when they won uh the super bowl against the falcons we Mm -hmm. they're they're they are they have a new identity and that that era of patriots football is gone and we as fans are going to see a very very different team moving forward yeah i don't i don't think they're too far off and and you know that's we've got to assume a lot of things mac jones is going to have another have a full year under his belt yeah we can assume he's going to get better Mm -hmm. um new england isn't bad off on cap next year they're actually going to have about 18 million in cap space before any additional moves so they're going to have a little bit of room to bring in some people Mm -hmm. uh what they're obviously going to have to take a look at is uh, you know again just what happened why did why did they come in so unprepared for that game because they were top 10 defense again this year Mm -hmm. um even with the the growing pains of a rookie quarterback so you know scholars such as ourselves that foresaw them (laughs) being a competitive team this year were absolutely correct and with what they had to work with and the situation they were in with a rookie quarterback i'd say they probably exceeded a lot of expectations i don't think they're far off if they can land one or two good free agents and not draft a wide receiver because they're absolute dog shit at that um <laughs> you know and fill some holes el- sure. elsewhere and get matt patricia off the staff that guy shouldn't even be on a coaching staff um i think they're going to be right back where they they were this year they're going to be competitive again i i would assume mac jones is going to take another step forward uh he is obviously limited but you know at the same time we all you know tom brady was very limited coming out of college too, right so who knows? I'm not ever going to say Mac Jones is even going to sniff, you know, the the legacy of of Tom Brady. But I think, um, you know, history has said that Bill Belichick can get the most out of out of his team for sure. Yeah, we'll absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our picks against the spread um, from last late week. We'll do a quick recap and then we'll 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 talk about who we got this week. Um, yeah, I kind of cooled off towards the end of the regular season. Um, right back on the horse ended the regular season at a not too shabby 62 ish percent something like that um and then we get into the wild card week picked all six games we're gonna pick every game from here on out and went five and one pretty happy about that my only losing pick was i thought the steelers were going to cover that ghastly 12 and a half point spread and they (laughs) they they you know i'll say this it was late in the it was like mid fourth quarter and they were dry they're down 14 to 42 and they were driving and (laughs) draft kings for whatever reason offered me to cash out my bet for like a 20 percent loss on what i was like oh there's no way i'm winning this thing so i cashed it out (laughs) sure enough did they did not cover they did not get close to covering so shout out to draft kings i got most of my money back on that one (laughs) um so uh still their money so it doesn't really matter either way (laughs) that is true i'm playing with their money so um Let's see. It looks like Tyler and Josh both went. Or excuse, yeah, 
No. Tyler and Tyler Joe and both went yeah. three and three. I can't see the names up there. And then uh, part-time Josh actually went four and two. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to retire. I think all of you guys <laughs> were on the Patriots to cover, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we I was the lone brave soul to mm-hmm. bet against Bill Belichick, which gave that that gave me I mean, fits. it goes back to, like, we didn't know what the Bills were going to do. Yeah, like, for that, sure. That was the whole thing. Like, they were very capable, but you look at the, the playoff history of Bill mm-hmm. Belichick and, like, what he can do with people, like... That's that's what you know about Bill Belichick. You don't have to be a football fan to know that. Yeah, and and you I you are a hundred percent correct on that. Might be the best sports take you've had all year, right there. Yeah. Is like you don't <laughs> want to bet against Billy B in the playoffs, especially so. for points. Like there was what was the what was the actual four, spread four points that yeah, the Patriots I mean, four, were getting four point so. point spread against an, an unreliable team. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll say this: if it, if it was like six and a half or seven, I don't think I would have been brave enough to take the Bills. No, no, yeah, that's fair. So. Um. So yeah, this week, uh, here's what we got. I'll I'll give my picks out first. So what are we looking at? Oh, that, <laughs> we need that water bottle. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so I go ahead. I'm just gonna go over Josh's picks and my picks real quick. Okay. Uh, Josh has got Titans minus three and a half, Packers minus six, Rams plus three, spicy pick right there, and uh, Bills plus two and a half. Okay. Um. <laughs> And then uh, I've got Packers, Bucks, Chiefs because uh, that's kind of one of those no-brainer things in the playoffs. Like those are the the three heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can be uh, overthrown, whatever. But mm-hmm. the Bengals Titans game was interesting for me, mm-hmm. and I figured I'd uh, go for the uh, the underdog this week with the Bengals. Do- dogs are barking this week. Plus three and a half there. I actually uh, I've got two dogs. Two dogs. I've got two dogs. Uh, I like the Rams plus three. Um, I don't like betting against Tom Brady. Um, But I think the Bucs have a lot of issues right now. They had some key injuries last week. Their O-line's banged up. And the Rams are hot right now. And my my biggest concern is Matt Stafford's going to do Matt Stafford things. Um, but I, they, you know, the, the Cardinals chose to double Cooper cup all last week and, uh, OBJ said, thank you very much. And is, uh, showing that he's been very productive with them. So, um, I got this early it, the line has moved since I, I bet this, but I got the Bengals at plus four. Um, so I'm, I'm hanging on to that ticket right there. But um, I I think that the Titans with Derrick Henry are a formidable opponent, but nobody knows, you know, is he going to be in football shape after being out for eight weeks? And and they don't even know if he's going to play yet. Yeah. So like he's cleared. He's he has had a full contact practice. He is cleared to play. um, But who knows if he will or if he'll be effective. So um, Joe Burrow is the coolest dude in the league right now. (laughs) And he's. He he's just kind of the, the the guy that walks into a room and he just he's like my dick is bigger than yours and that's that's how he's played the last few weeks. So I'm gonna I that that uh, let me ask you this: Have you seen when's the last time you saw a young quarterback and a young receiver be this on the same page as as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I can't either. Like you see it all the time, like Rogers and uh, um. Uh, Devonte Adams, like you've got veteran quarterback, young receiver, and yep. they are the the best QB wide receiver combo in the league, and I don't think it's even close. Well, that, you know, I, I dogged that pick in the draft. Yes, so did I. We all thought they were dumb. But for kudos taking for them him. to go out and get the guy that Burrow wanted. Obviously, being a college teammate and whatnot, yep. they already had the chemistry there, and it it's paid off in spades. I mean, it, most people had the Bengals pegged for fourth in the, in the division. For, so for them to be here mm-hmm. is Zach Taylor should absolutely have coach of the year yeah. consideration, yeah. Uh, all things considered. Agreed. Right? I think that might have been, as an office, our worst take of the year, yeah. is that Jamar Chase was a bad draft Well, pick. until I picked the Eagles over the Bucks, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, as an office, yes. Yes. Um, Okay, so those are my those are the Saturday game or no? Excuse me, those are the first two. Those are the too. dogs. Um, I got the Packers at minus five and a half. Um, I I also bet this earlier in the week. Um, I the this one would scare me if the 49ers are coming in healthy because uh, Bosa's in concussion protocol and 
with it being a short week, it is it is he is questionable. Like mm-hmm. it's very possible that he doesn't play. And their stud linebacker Fred Warner. Fred Warner. Um, have we? Do we have an injury he update said he's on him? Good to go, but it looked pretty bad. It was. It a, did. It, yeah. It was probably a high ankle sprain. So I, he'll be out there, and obviously from a leadership perspective, it's going to help. But he's not going to be hundred percent by yeah. any means. Yeah. So and especially with that cold, mm-hmm. that's that's the other thing that's scares me. Obviously with these injuries, uh, Jimmy G is banged up considerably. Yep. Fred Warner, the cold sucks in general, and when you come in hurt, the cold just amplifies all of that. Yeah, so absolutely, it's going to be a rough day. Yeah, so give me the Packers minus five and a half, and then last but not least, uh, give me give me my Chiefs. I got this at minus two. I don't know if it that's moved at all yet, but all right, okay, yep, I'll throw you mine. All right, so this is a tough one. <laughs> I I I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals on the upset. Um, you know, everything on paper says the Titans should win this game and what they've had to overcome uh, throughout the regular season and the teams that they've beat, they should win this game. But I just think the Bengals are right time, right place. They're hot. Um, they're dynamic. Uh, defensively, they're not quite as good. But, um, you know, with, with Derrick Henry at less than 100%, I don't care how superhuman he is. He's bound to have some rust and and to come in a, a, against a team this hot is just going to be a, a tall task. So um, I like the Bengals. Um, I am also going to stay away from the Rams. <laughs> uh, two reasons. Number one, uh, my my revenge wet dream uh, will come to full fruition if uh, the Packers hold up their end and, and Tampa Bay knocks off the Rams and comes back to Lambeau for a trip to the Super Bowl. So uh, I want to see it. Give it give it all to me. But also, just for some perspective, we didn't talk about this game. Cardinals suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff yeah. Kingsbury is awful. They have they have started off hot every year. This goes back to like 2013 with Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. They actually showed statistically through college and going into the professionals how he has ended each season That's and it's brutal. been like 2 and 7, 3 and 6 every single year after huge hot starts. And we got to remember that this this Cardinals team is the same team that just lost to the Lions. I'm not putting a whole bunch of credence as good as the Rams did look uh, into this being a significant win against a good team. The Cardinals were not a good team uh, towards the end of the year. I think the Bucks are a lot better. Now, obviously, the one concern that that is there, Tristan Wirfs, the all-pro second year right tackle for Tom Brady, who's been an absolute monster, is likely out. He's been in a walking boot. His backup got hurt against the Eagles unlikely to play so they're going to be on their third string quarterback with von miller leonard floyd aaron donald will probably slide outside um that scares me a little bit yeah but i don't have a i'm not taking anything from this game again the rams just lost a a brutal game against the 49ers the cardinals game regardless of it being interdivisional i just I don't think it was that impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of note on that, th- uh, another cool little factoid. First time in Matt Stafford's career that he's thrown uh, under 20 passes in a game. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. No kidding. Yeah. First time in his entire career. Wow. So anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the bucks on that one. Uh, I think they will go on to face Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. Uh, give me the, the Packers plus, or I'm sorry, minus six. Um, very excited to be in the sixth row for that game for minus six. So that is very cool, <laughs> and it will be minus six degrees. It will be so yeah, sixes across the board. Yeah. Um, um, real quick, now you as a fan, mm-hmm. now forget the numbers, forget the analyst. You as a fan, would you rather see the Buccaneers because it, of it being a revenge tour game, or would you rather see a Rams team come into town that you've beaten badly before and? Do you feel like your your chances of winning and getting to the Super Bowl are better against the Rams than the Bucks, or would are you more interested in facing the Bucks just strictly for the revenge factor? It's a re- revenge factor. I, I I think we would we would beat the uh, the Rams, especially in a cold weather game. Matt Stafford historically does not play well um, at Lambeau in the cold. 
um, you know, historic. He's mm-hmm. he's always been a a, a dome quarterback. For sure. And uh, cool note uh, in the last decade, uh, the Packers have never lost to a team in the playoffs that they beat in the regular season. Mm. Obviously, that doesn't give any credence to what will happen this yeah. year. But they 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 beat the Rams pretty handedly this year. Um, I don't think either t- there, there are, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. There are players that scare me individually a lot more on the Rams than do on the Bucks. Sure. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player of this generation by far. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, obviously a stud. I, I, I love watching him and Devonte Adams going, yep. going blow for blow. Um, and then, you know, Cooper cup and, Odell, who's been mediocre there as well, uh, they're they're formidable. I think the 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 Bucks in particular have a lot of injuries they're dealing with, um, especially at the skill positions. They're still deep there. Obviously, Gronk is a matchup nightmare. Mike Evans is good, but you know if we can get Jair back in the game shape, I'm not concerned about him at all. Uh, we can game plan against everybody else. I, I think we match up more favorably against the Bucks this year, especially with. Uh, the pieces that we've added. So yeah. Yeah. Cam Akers scares me a lot more than Leonard Fournette. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he, he looked good by the way, coming off yeah. an Achilles injury. Absolutely. That was unheard of. Very, very good to see that man. He looked, he looked good. He looked very explosive. Yeah. So, um, my wallet wants to see the Rams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because those ticket prices are going to suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's that's my prediction, and then um, for what, what's the last Bills game there? Chiefs. We got Bills Chiefs minus two and a half for the Chiefs. again. This just comes down to who do I trust more? I trust it, historically Patrick Mahomes. They've played better consistently the the, the back half of the season. Um, the Bills happen to play their best game of the season at the right time. Man, Tyler and I are really going to be uh, punch for punch. I love this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love this. This this will be the best game of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'll put my money on that for sure, but I'm going with the Chiefs. What, cool. Chiefs Bills will be the best game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for that game. Me too. It's the, Me the two too. future faces of the NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean, arguably you could make the argument that Mahomes already is, but th- these guys are going to be doing this for the next decade. Yeah. So, Well, this has a soft spot in my heart because I remember last year when these two teams played, it was like the picture-perfect weekend for me because we – we took a vacation, a family vacation down to, um, it was an AFC championship game. We took the wife and the kids went down to, um, Ohio and went to the great wolf lodge down Mm. in Ohio and we played at the pool all day and we came back and put the babies to sleep. And you know, that feeling you get after like a long day at the pool where you're super tired Mm. and you get in the sheets and you're super comfy and watch the the Chiefs just take the Bills to the woodshed. Yep. So one it, one of the, my favorite weekends of all time. Yeah, I, I promise I'll make this short. There was one thing I wanted to add on the the Niners. Yeah, um, go for it. So uh, this money line shifted pretty significantly. Um, recently, it was I think it was minus three for the for the Packers, and it shifted to minus six. The rumor that is is starting to come out is that Jimmy G is going to be a no go this Saturday and that oh, Trey Lance may be playing. Interesting. So if they get a Oh, that's a mortgage in, game then. Yeah. That's a mortgage game. So if we're talking Bosa out, Trey Lance in, I it's going to be a rough rough day and, yeah. and I think this is just one of those scenarios. Aaron Rodgers you know very um audibly <laughs> you know said that the uh, are you upset that the 49ers passed on you and he famously said not as sorry as they're going to be for their mm-hmm. career of no Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs Kaepernick smacked him twice yep. ran for like 300 yards uh, a game mm-hmm. and then we've got the game from two years ago where Jimmy G didn't have I think he passed like nine times yep. because they ran for 300 and some yards mm-hmm. you think so, the Packers hang 50 on him I could see Aaron Rodgers <laughs> being spiteful enough yeah. to absolutely I would love do to it. see that um there's no way I see him going 0-4 against them. I, I, they're peaking at the right time. They're getting all these pieces back. Um, and I, I, I will say for legacy, he sure as fuck better not lose this game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. Well, shoot. We're 40 minutes into this puppy, and we talked about all the games this week and last week. Yeah. So let's shift gears a little bit. Of all of the playoff teams, because I don't believe we've 
had anybody get let go yet, other than Mike Mayock, the general manager of the the Raiders. The Raiders. Who? What? What head coach do you think of the fourteen playoff teams is most likely to get to to be let go? And let's not include the Raiders interim head coach, um, because you know he he's not technically the head coach. So, who do you, of the thirteen teams minus the Raiders, who do you think is the head coach that is most likely uh, to get the axe? That's a good question. Um, I, I I think McCarthy's probably the uh, the scapegoat pick. Um, you know. I, there's there's rumors that the Cowboys want to keep Kellen Moore in house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that that could be a pick. I don't anticipate it happening. Um, I I just don't. I think McCarthy's got enough tenure. Um, he's got a pretty big contract. I don't. I think he at least gets one more year. Um, honestly, I think it's it's got to be Cliff Kingsbury uh, would be the surprise pick, but mm-hmm. I think he's deservedly so again when when you've got the talent you've set the expectations so high you've started all year after year eight no you know seven and one and i i i mentioned this earlier so i've actually pulled the the statistics up here so this guy couldn't do shit with patrick mahomes back in college Mm -hmm. texas tech in 2013 lost five of his last six 14 he lost four of six 15 he lost four of six 16 he lost six of eight 17 six of eight and 18 lost five of his last five games and now in the nfl with the cardinals in 19 he lost seven of nine 20 he lost five of seven and 21 lost five of six this guy can't finish and and there's a very glaring pattern here that says this guy's not going to take me over the hump Mm-hmm. Is is flashy and you know as great as st- statistics looked uh, for the Cardinals this year. They were they were super high scoring. Uh, Kyler Murray was in the MVP conversation for half the season. It doesn't get better, and they find just unique ways to fall on their face. And I think that this is a guy that just has proven that he he's not it. Yeah. Um, I have a bit of a wild card for this one. And it's a coach that's still they're still dancing, still dancing. Okay, yeah. I think that Andy Reid. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think if if this team can't get over the hump, I I'm not sure he gets fired, but I think his seat is going to start getting a little toasty, and that's Sean McDermott with the Buffalo Bills, because now he's done great things for the team, but and would I? Do I think it's a good idea to move off of him? No, but I know how the media works. I know how fan bases work, and I know how impatient owners can be. I think it's very possible that if, let's say it's a it's a bad loss. Let's say the Chiefs rickroll these guys 45-10. I think that it's very possible that they decide to, you know what, we have a talented roster. We just don't have the right guy that's going to get us home. Um, I could see them moving off of Sean McDermott. I don't think they will, but it also would not surprise me. That shocks me. That that would he would be probably, in my opinion, the least likely to get fired. I think the Bills Mafia loves him, and especially what they've done in particular over the last two years and what they've built. It would be hard to move off him. But th- I, I like it. I like the. I like how out there that pick is. Yeah, and, and I would love that's that. A, that's a little edgy. That's yeah. a little edgy. I like it. I do. I see it happening though. Yeah, I, I think McDermott's amongst the safest safest coaches outside of Matt Lafleur yeah. and Andy Reid. But that's interesting. I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because we saw that with. I mean, I'm not in any way, shape, or form comparing the Bills to the Lions, but we did see that with the Lions, where you had a coach that was building a culture and they were getting better, and then um, couldn't they couldn't get over the hump, couldn't win the big game, and you're out. Yeah, and do you think they would do that? If if it was any other team, I could see it. But the way I, I think this buys him some clout. The way that he just absolutely smacked Bill Belichick after all the mi- years of misery that yeah. that he has caused on that fan base. <laughs> that's that's got to buy him at least three years with the Bills. I'll, <laughs> I'll play dev- I'll I'll play devil's advocate. 
I tried to make that same argument for uh, Brian Flores down in Miami, and yeah. that that argument carried no water. Well, we know what how dysfunctional that front office Incredibly is. Incredibly dysfunctional. I don't think the Bills are nearly so at that point. Yeah, but top five most dysfunctional NFL organizations. The Miami Dolphins are right up I, there. I have loved every second of it, and the way that the ownership has tried to spin this, and I don't know how any coach is going to want to go there into that situation with all these apparent leaks and uh, attempted cover-ups from the front office that have come out since Flores. They are finding any way possible to not take any credit for the dysfunction there and put all the blame on a very good coach, Mm -hmm. and they've done that multiple times over the past decade. Yeah, If I'm a coach, I'm not going there. Mm and especially with the Tua situation, if I'm not getting to pick who my quarterback is going forward, not a chance in hell. Yeah, I agree. What else we got? Is that about it? I think that's it. Got anything else? What else do you want to talk about? I think we, you know, we, we've got some good predict or blah, 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 predictions here. Um, I, I guess the only only thing that I've got here for you do you, do you foresee any of these dark horses? Do you think, for example, that the, the Cincinnati Bengals have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl? You think they can knock off the the juggernauts in the AFC? They have a very real chance of getting to the um, to the AFC Championship. Yeah, I think they're the most they're the most likely um, underdog uh, to make it. <sighs> Do I see them getting past the Chiefs or the Bills? Though I don't know, man. I don't know. It would take a very special performance from Joe Burrow. He's capable of it. He's capable of it. Man, the AFC is is in good hands, man. You, mm-hmm. A lot of young talent. Yeah. You, um, you look at the, the AFC, it's all young guns. Uh, and then the AFC is the, the old guard. Yeah. Um, you got Stafford, you got Brady, you got Rodgers. Yeah, and, and really at this point, it's Jimmy so Garoppolo funny how there. how like there's these there are these paradigm shifts that take place yep. because for a long time the AFC was that way yep. in the Manning Roethlisberger yep. um, uh, Brady mm-hmm. in the AFC um, uh, even and, and I I'm not gonna put this guy in their class but Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl yep. with Baltimore I mean Baltimore was an absolute wagon. For all of those years, mm-hmm. with you know Joe Flacco, a you know a B quarterback, um, you know that 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 whole era of quarterbacks in the AFC, and then on the NFC side, you had Drew Brees, and outside of that, I mean, yeah, uh, I uh, I find it very funny that that Tom Brady is actually older than three of the four coaches in the NFC that are still still alive. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, outside of that, quick fire, uh, Justin. Right, the remaining quarterbacks, one through eight. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll start with number eight. Uh, give me uh, Garoppolo, number eight. Give me Tannehill, number seven. Give me Stafford at number six. That's where I'd put him. Give me... Now this is going to shock some folks, but give me Brady at five. Mm. Give me Josh Allen at four. Give me no, 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 no. Give me Burrow at four. Give me Allen at three, and Rogers, Mahomes, one A, one B. I mean, you. Okay. It's. I mean, you're cutting. You're cutting teeth at that point. So. I like it. I was actually interested where you'd put Stafford. Yeah. That was what I was. I was. I. Yeah. Stafford is. I. That's such an odd one Mm -hmm. because how many big games have we seen him play in? Mm -hmm. One. And And, and, and he was. This one he didn't have to do a whole lot. Yeah. (laughs) He was a game manager. Just don't screw this up for us. Yeah. They got Odell bombing shots down the field instead of Stafford. Yeah, you'll never convince me that Odell is not a not a better quarterback than Stafford. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> or, or Baker, <laughs> or Baker. Yeah, um, yeah. I find that the the one I, the other one that I find interesting. You, you've got Burrow ahead of Brady. Yeah, and that is that nest- high on him already. I here's the thing. I are we t- are we we're talking about now in the moment right now. Right now. And I think Brady with all of I, I handicap Brady a little bit just because of all the weapons he's had around him all year. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Burrow has Jamar Chase yeah. and then a bunch of dudes. Tyler, Tyler Boyd's no slouch. T. Higgins is good. T. Higgins is no all slouch. All three went over 1,000 yards this year. Yep. So Not bad. Because Joe Mixon's all right. Because they had somebody throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. And like Joe Mixon has been great this year after being incredibly overhyped yeah. the past few years because – Finally, he had a quarterback that could throw the ball, and they didn't have to. They didn't have defenses packing nine guys in the box. Yep. Yeah, the only only, and I, I truly believe this. This isn't a shot at him, but even with all the injuries, I still say the Bucks probably still have the best skill players on the field right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're just absolutely loaded. That that's how loaded they've been all year. Mm-hmm. I mean. They were they've been able to overcome an ACL tear, uh, a, a mental breakdown by Antonio Brown, and they still have studs everywhere. Yeah, um, great old line. So I I like that. I like I like where your head's at on that. My list would look very similar. Very yeah. similar. I I might move Tannehill up just a smidge, but other than that, it's a good list. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Well, cool, man. Well, that's been a show. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, we thank you for that. Um, This Wealthy Sports Lounge um, is brought to you by DraftKings. If you click the link in the description, uh, you can place your first $100 bet for free. and uh, terms and details on the website as well. Click the click the link in the description. Uh, sign up for an account with DraftKings. Must be 21 or older in the state of Michigan to do that. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. On behalf of myself, Tyler, and producer Joe, we wish you a happy divisional round weekend, and we will see you next week. <laughs>